pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Call themselves Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left. Currently uh, broadcasting in absolute chaos <laughs> because some people are taking their time to leave the studio. But here we are, we're a video game radio show. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Uh Both just arrived as well. I'm it's still standing. Hang on, wait, I'm going to sit. It's going Here to go, be a packed radio show today. Finally, finally everyone's left and uh, they've stopped talking in the Do you think it's because our well? show is so good they just want to be on it, Steve? They just want to stick around and soak up some of our glory. One assumes there is a reason for... Uh, oh, so they were usually this. late this yeah. evening, weren't they? And they're they were handing, out, handing out flowers, and one of the one, one of the men had turned into a dog. Uh, yeah, oh, good. So How are we all doing? How are we all doing? Oh, happy, right. happy birthday to yesterday, Steve. Thanks very much. I'm making up for the fact I forgot to text you yesterday. It's going to be uh, happy birthday. Sure. Uh, uh, Anne, went, Anne came round. So yeah, I, I went round to Steve yesterday to wish him happy Valentine's, happy birthday, uh, happy Sunday. Right. Personal Anything. visit. You know, now we're a company. Have to yeah. do these things formally. And uh, Anne did. Um, it was great. I had a really, really nice day. Uh, had some lovely food. Got some excellent presents. And now I'm another year older. Right. And taking everything everything in my stride. How do you uh, feel about the past, past year? Did you achieve everything you needed to? Yeah, I think the past year was a success. I'm not sure about the past five minutes. Okay. Uh, that, that's, that seems to go quite, quite poorly. But let's assume that was the low point of the radio show. And from here on, it's all up and up and up. <laughs> it's chaos tonight. We should introduce our guest, uh, Tony Galland. Hello from Ant Workshop. Hello. How's it going? How close to Hang on, probably go on that mic. That one? Yeah, that one's a better one. It, it looks better as well. It's more professional. Yeah, you can probably pull that mic. round. And I, and there I you get go. to sit on a piano stool. Perfect. Do you? Yes. Um, apologies. First of all, I didn't realise you were going to travel so far to come on the show. Oh, well, of, of you've course. Come, you've come Why from, wouldn't I? You've come from Edinburgh. Yes. All, all, all the way, way from Edinburgh to be on the show. And, and look at what he's had to witness so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I, welcome. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming down. Um, you're here to talk about your new game. I am. Uh, we'll do that shortly. Um, but yeah, so you've been having a pleasant day. Journey down okay, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, flight's great. Okay. I, I hate you flying flew into, down? Flew in. Oh, yeah. Flew in. Ooh, I hate boy. flying into London City, though. Turbulence. Mm. O- occupying the spot that could currently cost you £21. <laughs> £21. It's the Residence FM fundraising week, uh, and we have an auction which is live. And if you listen to the podcast on Wednesday, does it still be live? Did you see the email we got from the Residence FM management? 
whilst we were up there, just, yeah, just, just before we came on air, uh, an email saying, uh, just basically, just FYI, one life left, your, <laughs> your auction item's currently going <laughs> for £21. Mm. Uh, so maybe someone bid on that to make us look good. Yeah. That would be good. That'd be all right. uh, we are going to stick something else up on the uh, auction site uh, maybe tomorrow. So We are. We had a great idea. Or yesterday, if you're listening to the podcast. By which it's or next week. Who knows? It's already too really, late. Really, really, who knows? <laughs> already too late. Um, should we crack on? I think we should, shouldn't Feels we? Feels like we should. Go on then. All right, here we go. Seven oh four on Monday, the fifteenth of February. I'm Anne Scanthbury, and this is the news. The rebirth of rhythm action games Rock Band and Guitar Hero has not gone according to plan. Rock Band 4 co-publisher Mad Cats has announced that it's cutting 37% of its staff following lower than forecast sales, while Activision has said that the, that Guitar Hero live sales were also lower than expected. Activision never intended to release another full Guitar Hero game and will be sticking to that plan. Rock Band 4 developer Activision will continue to support the game and hopefully get some players back on side who have been disappointed by how many of their backwards compatible songs are still unavailable. Wow, that is a bit of a surprise. I finally got around to playing GH Live at the weekend. Mm, what do you think? Oh, we're going to find out later. No, well, no. I, it's just, it made me really angry. Mm? Why is that? Well, you know, as, for, as someone who um, has played uh, in front of 35,000 people... Uh, on stage. On stage at the Isle of Wight Festival. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty adept at, uh, at this sort of thing. I just could not play it. I could not... They've changed it from, you know, a standard five finger uh, fret track to yeah. uh, two sets of threes two mm. up two down mm. have you played it? no but no I've one seen wants it. two up two down Simon I just found it really difficult mm. and then it's um, they've sort of integrated uh, I, I think it's it's like a um, a free to play model on it with in game currency and stuff like that and it just oh yeah I didn't get on is it something it. like if you make the crowd cheer <laughs> You get more coins. Look at this now. And you can spend your in-game currency to do this. And by playing more songs, you can do mm. this, that and the other. And, uh, yeah. I note uh, that they say there were, there were no future Guitar Hero games planned. So this is not a problem. You know, we never, we, 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 even if it had been the biggest game in the world, we wouldn't have done anything right. about it. We're not interested in that. Only interested in generating new IP. Not interested on trading on past glories mm. is uh, what they're claiming. And then Rock Band as well. I mean, that had a, a pretty troubled launch, didn't it? Mm. Um, it had uh, I think it was Rockman that had the uh, the David Braben TM flowchart on which version of the game you need to buy to work with what instruments from the past oh, you know no. and it's just all a bit too confusing yeah. and some of the songs weren't available on PS4 yeah. that were available on Xbox One mm. oh dear yeah it was a shame it was a shame I, was, I, was I mean the rock band stuff though, you could kind of see that coming last week because literally just before they did their um, announcement of the like earnings for last week like about half of their senior staff all left yeah. and I'm no business expert but I mean <laughs> half of like the kind of guys right at the top of the company leaving literally the day before the yeah. ex- they're not going to turn around and go yay we've nailed this guys this is <laughs> absolutely sorted we're, we're out of here we've done it it's Amazon has launched its own game engine. Lumberyard, which allows development on PS4, Xbox One and PC, is free for anyone to use. The engine is linked to Amazon's web services and it's hoped that developers will pay to use these servers, which will make Amazon money. Lumberyard is currently in beta, but we're looking forward to Lumberyard Prime, where your game is developed and delivered the next day, free of charge, no extra work involved. (laughs) Solid joke. Uh, This good news? It's interesting news. Interesting news. Um, Yeah, they're, they're... banking on people being interested in, in running games on their servers, aren't they? Giving mm-hmm. a lot away for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cry engine, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Anthony, yeah, you'll I know th- more about so. this, I guess. No? Yeah. Not I really. Mean, I, I know that. <laughs> Because I did this story. <laughs> no, I, but I, so it's a, it's a very. Uh, so tell us about the CryEngine then, Anne. It's uh, the CryEngine is from. Ah, oh, who are those people? I if, if only I literally had that one bit of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's technology from a certain company, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. You got me. Crytek. No! 
<laughs> so simple. Um, we we sung a song about them. We yeah. did, yeah. yeah. Uh, last year's GDC Mariachi. Um, uh, so it's a beautiful high-end engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're given away for free um, with no strings attached. There's some clauses that come in if there's a zombie apocalypse mm, clause. That's, uh, that did whoever put that lol. in did very very well done for your virals um, but uh, but I think it's aimed at grown up game developers isn't it rather mm-hmm. than people like me absolutely uh, unless you're planning on doing a version of Bangman that involves server, first person VR <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. different type of game entirely it's got a dreadful it's got a dreadful name hasn't it Lumberyard yeah there's not very many positive associations with Lumberyard it's um, a, a Lumberyard connected with Amazon are they literally saying to people we are cutting down forests and we love it and CryEngine isn't very positive either, no. is it? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. Have you seen any positive reactions from the gaming uh, I think there was, development community? It, it, it was more surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, and there's a couple of people... Because the thing is, if you're doing a completely like offline game, like single-player game... Uh, it's totally free, free. Like, yeah. and they've said it, it, that will be completely free so in that situation you're getting a totally free version of the CryEngine which is like everyone's gone to Rapture was made in that so yeah. that's not that bad but okay so uh, we can make everybody's gone to Rapture too <laughs> <laughs> a survey to find out how our gaming habits change as we get older has found that we become less competitive with age the study by Quantic Foundry also found that the motivation to play games that change the least with age is strategy however as we get older our motivations in general die down possibly because we are accepting the inevitable banality of life or more likely because we have less more responsibilities and less time so enjoy your youth listeners and wait for the day when it's walking sims or nothing yeah uh, I, I agree with this Although, uh, with the exception of Battlefront, of course, well, that's not really competitive, is it? It's just just having a nice time. But no, I think I think that's uh, that's that's no surprise. I don't think I've ever really been competitive in games because I hate losing and I will. Right. So maybe I've been very competitive. So what's going to happen to you when you get when you grow up? <laughs> when I grow up, I hope to sometime learn how to play games better. <laughs> uh, did you really, what, did you agree with this, Steve? I mean, it's, it's certainly how I've always played games. I think there's some amount of low-level competitivity amongst my friends with tongue-in-cheek trash-talking. But we've, you know, if you go back to the Ghost Recon days uh, 10 years ago, we used to play Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter all the time, um, but we would never play it competitively. We'd play it in co-op mode, and there'd be some small low-level competition between the player who got the most kills, who got to shoot Simon Parkin in the back. (laughs) But apart from that... Like it was all, it was all friendly, uh, friendly, and that's where games, I think, are the strongest, bringing people together. Did you see what he did today, Parker? Oh, no. Yeah, no. He he, uh, he was paid to review Street Fighter by the Guardian. I did see this. I did see this. <laughs> and at the bottom of it, said Simon Parkin refused to provide a review Simon, score. It was. It was more passive than that. So Simon Parkin has opted oh, not it, to exactly. provide a. Is that your job? No, it was an option. Yeah, <laughs> Next time round, he's just going to opt to provide the score and not the words. Yeah, and what? And they'll be fine with that as well, will they? Unbelievable. <laughs> Should be shot. <laughs> play a game so beautiful you wish you could put a photo of it up on your wall or in your wallet or next to the sound of your beating heart well praise be firewatch will let you do just that the steam version of the game comes equipped with an in-game disposable camera that you can use to take pictures of the outdoor vistas once you complete the game you'll be able to get these pictures printed for real and sent to you to cherish forever and it'll only cost you 15 dollars once they figure out the selfie function we will be all the way in on this that is a brilliant idea great idea well Mm. done well done. Well done. Well done. I haven't bought it yet. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, fifteen dollars. Is it something like that? I would twenty dollars. Yeah, I would pay fifteen dollars for for this though. Okay, this is this is a great think, idea for yeah. But then it's fifteen on top of the so it's twenty dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. plus fifteen. It's sure, but and apparently it's a short game, which is good. Yeah, it's just a way for like the the real fans of the game to give the developers extra money and yeah, of, like, I think it's tip jar kind of thing I, I and think really it's like get involved in. Is it. that anywhere in the world? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, they say it'll take longer to get you uh, to get it shipped over to the UK. They'll still do it because uh, they're shipping it, I think, from Portland. Um, and they've put the prices up to uh, that amount uh, so that it can be first class, so that it can get over to the first UK class. as well. Uh, that's pretty good because I was looking at uh, backing Lee Alexander's uh, Kickstarter book. Did mm-hmm. you see the cost of getting that in, in over here? I didn't. Know. It's more than the book, <laughs> basically. <laughs> the postage is. I mean, I, mm. apparently, it's a lavish. Postage is what kills you on Kickstarter. It's no. why I would always advise anyone who's doing Kickstarter to stay away from physical goods because um, it's not actually 
the physical cost of getting it from, say, America to here, but the problem arises when it doesn't arrive. So most of the time, you can you can send it quite cheaply. Yeah. But unless you use the super expensive method, then you can guarantee in the sort of numbers you're generally sending out on Kickstarter, you know, even over 100, you guarantee that 10% will go missing. And the headache that causes you is more than the cost of using the expensive postage to, you know, assure that it'll get there, uh, which, yeah, absolutely, absolutely kills your Kickstarter. So don't do physical Don't goods. do that. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of talk uh, this week uh, because um, one of the developers went in and answered a Steam um, posting from a consumer who was thinking about refunding it because I think they completed it in sort of two, three hours. Mm-hmm. I've played it and stuff like that. And um, a lot of argument back from the game development com- community saying... Uh, well, you know, if you went to a museum and that was only two hours long, you wouldn't argue about the price of that. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting because the old guard are like, well, we should be able to charge whatever we want. And consumers at the are able – it's such a price-sensitive market that, that, that just, just telling people it's worth what you say it is is, is not necessarily the answer, I don't think. Mm, what is the answer then? <laughs> well, the, the answer is if, if you're if you're publishing in a in what is a price sensitive market market, mm. then if you want to, you know, if you want, I'm not saying Firewatch hasn't been successful. I'm sure it has, but um, yeah, you, I think you just need to be mindful of this sort of thing. And, that, and actually, the old way of pricing stuff d- doesn't necessarily apply anymore. I'm not saying it's not worth twenty dollars at all. I've not played it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth $20 to me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd all pay $15 for some photos. Exactly. Of exactly. And finally, Kanye West has made a video game and it looks a bit as every bit as beautiful and weird as you would hope. Old Yeezy showed the trailer for the game at the launch of his new album and fashion collection. The game called Only One is about his late mother, Donda West, and shows her flying to the gates of heaven. No release date or platform information has been revealed yet, but none of that really matters. At last, we can all relax. Kanye is here to save video games. This is brilliant, obviously. Um, it sounds like he had trouble pitching this to mm-hmm. uh, to his friends in San Francisco that when he suggested it, they didn't seem very excited about it and basically told him it was a bad idea. Uh, but it exists anyway. Do we think we'll ever get to play it, though? Oh, I hope so. I think it looks really, really beautiful. I think it's a lovely, super interesting idea. I want to play it so bad. Because uh, he has a, a track record of making things that that he decides in the end to never mm. publish. Uh, I think he's done that with a concert, uh, concert pi- uh, biopic, maybe a couple of music videos. Mm-hmm. Goodness knows how many songs. And, uh, and other things, I'm sure. Um, he theoretically, at least, uh, has a lot of quality control, and I'm surprised that he'll be able to, you know, hit that this, to me, just from what I've heard about it, it, looks like something that may not live up to that. But I hope it does appear. Mm. Uh, you excited about it, Simon? I've got no opinion on this. I didn't even bother <laughs> to click on any of the links. So I don't, it's with great interest um, I, uh, I'm listening to your opinions. Uh, he, uh, I, I read another um, interview with him where he was saying that he's been making video games since he was very young, I think about 12, and he made a video game that he described as being like Mario Brothers, but the... Characters were penises. Mm-hmm. He should put that on itch. Yeah. I mean, he really should. He said it took him a long time to make just one step because the penises had eyes and feet. Yeah. So I think he's got deep into there. <laughs> he's going to love Minecraft, isn't he? When he's right. like, you can second life, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's exciting. Anyway, it's good. Did you see uh, his pleas to Mark Zuckerberg mm. over the last uh, twenty-four hours? He's been. He's Kanye kind of said he's. I think he's fifty-three million dollars yeah. in debt, and he wants Mark, he? Mark Zuckerberg to give him one billion dollars. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he does know that that is like. Considerably more. Yeah, well, that's the point. He's like, if he I, gives him that, he'll be fine. <laughs> if he gives him, if you think about it, if he gives him fifty-three million dollars, yeah, he'll have nothing. Exactly. So you have that's to pick a bigger one. number. Yeah. So he's gone for one billion because that's a round number. You can remember that. It's easy. What? Uh, well, why is he in so much debt? I don't know. Video games is expensive to make them. I tell you what, twenty dollars <laughs> fair price. Should have used CryEngine for yeah, every exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, then. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world currently running an auction to support it. It needs to do that. You need to bid on One Life Left's uh, auction prize, which is the chance to become a guest on this very radio show. We will interview you. We will talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Brackets, Most, as long as it's Ofcom friendly. As long as it's Ofcom friendly, yeah. obviously. Yep. We're not crazy. Uh, this, <laughs> by the way, is Ganolf and it's MRE. Uh, we, we've also put in uh, compendi- uh, some, uh, all the games that Curve's releasing in 2016. Plus, really? a, plus a chance wow. to come to the studio. What? And my boss is just finding this out now, incidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd imagine. Um, Yeah, come and and meet the guys in the studio and talk about getting into the games industry. Can I do this? Yeah. Sweet. And do you want to be in the games industry? Well, I mean, borderline. It'd be nice to go and say hello, though. And yeah, and we're going to add another uh, highly sought, even uh, as highly sought after uh, item tomorrow. I should say, uh, by the way, little apology like clarifications and corrections oh, okay, yeah. in fact at, at this point of the show uh, that is Garvolf and, and no it's, it's not it's true no. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> this song is by Garvolf oh, okay. and it's yeah. Mahiva not Ganalf and M- MRE right. which is what I wrote down on here and apparently I, I don't know what was going on with me frankly Anyway, it's brilliant. It's absolutely excellent. And that's why I looked up that to check. It's from chipmusic.org. Go there. You can check my uh, handwriting. <laughs> check that I'm reading out the right things. Tony. Hello. How do you feel when Kanye Zone's coming to uh, take over your... Are you going to start rec- um, making records and stuff just to take money from his Yeah, I mean, plate? As, as a middle-class white man, I am definitely going to start doing <laughs> hip-hop. <laughs> Uh, tell us about Ant Workshop. Uh, so Ant Workshop is my company I founded a year ago. Um, I got bored of working for other people and decided to do my own thing. I do games consultancy and I'm also developing my own game. Who were you working with before? Are you, are you allowed to talk about that? Uh, maybe, um, mm, some, uh, I used to work for Rockstar and Activision. And, Did you? Um, Outplay Open Dundee. Right. What was I it like mean, working with? So, what, how, were you played by Daniel no, Daniel Radcliffe? Not. Going <laughs> were you featured in that in that documentary at all? Is there like a button that I can press that I just know. bleeps out and <laughs> everything that is about to happen? Really? <laughs> um, okay. So, you can't talk about that. Can you talk about Activision? Working with Activision? No. Uh, 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 probably not. Okay. But it wasn't. It didn't satisfy you enough. No. So I, uh, yeah. So I kind of wanted to do uh, my own thing, and yeah. Who do you um, who do you games consult for? I have consulted for uh, Delinquent, and I've done some stuff for Bossa and um, a bunch of other companies that I have all completely flown off my head at the so, moment. So, uh, people bring you concepts and stuff, and you you let them know whether it's going to be a good yeah, idea. Yeah, so like a lot of it is um, I've done um, competitor analysis for things, and I do kind of uh, sort of alpha and beta stuff. Like a lot of it is mobile things of like people basically um, get me involved when they've got like an alpha of their game or a beta of their game, and uh-huh. they kind of go, oh, uh, here, play this for a couple of weeks, tell us what you think of it, and then I. So well, I think you should change this. I think okay. you should change that. Cool. These are the things that other people are doing. And your um, the game, uh, your game's out. Do you say next? No, it's out April, uh, April early April. April the fourth okay, on w- Windows and Mac on Steam. And it's called Binaries. It is called Binaries. No. Now you've struck me as you, you've gone about this the right way because the first time I noticed Binaries was. Um, with uh, it was originally a um, a web based game, right? Called right. Tealy and Orangey. Yes, and I changed the name because literally everyone kept telling me that the name was rubbish. Okay. And then since changing the name, people keep saying to me, "Oh, I really liked the old uh, Orange and Teal <laughs> name." Always and then right. you go, but. The fact that you've got the name wrong, telling me how much you mm, like right. the old name, yeah. tells me that it wasn't a good name. But it first, it first entered my timeline uh, because it was, was it Mike Bithell commented on it, what a good idea it was. Is Mike and was it someone else? It it was Bithell. Yeah. Was it Bithell? Didn't Bithel we do that Bithel. though? <laughs> wasn't it us I'm sure we mentioned it on the show did we I thought I mentioned I've, it uh, I have done some guerrilla marketing where you read out a letter yeah. that mentioned right. it yes <laughs> done you know the right way, going exactly he? the right way Very yeah clever um, okay so uh, the, you took the original sort of concept which is you should explain it for our, our yeah, listeners yeah so uh, Binaries is a platform game uh, you control two characters at exactly the same time using the same set of controls so if you imagine something like playing two 
Super Meat Boy levels to different Super Meat Boy levels at exactly the same time using the same set of controls, and you've got to basically pay attention to what things will kill each of those different characters and they're in different places on the screen. And then the whole thing's wrapped up in this idea of um, it's kind of blue and orange themed, hence the old teal and orange in them. Um, and the blue character is only hurt by blue hazards and the orange character is only hurt by orange hazards and they can kind of protect each other from things and it all gets very complicated very, very quickly. How has it, um, has it changed since the web-based version? Um, it's generally just a lot better. It's uh, a much bigger game. There it's quite are sarcastic of... from the ver- last version I played. Yeah, <laughs> Wasn't yeah. It? It's sort of having a go at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, so it's got this... Uh, it has, like, the uh, a lot of text in the levels where it, it basically, a lot of it kind of pokes fun at games and at you playing this game and being bad at this game and that kind of thing. Um... Taking it from web, so it, it, the original version is still available to play, is it, or or, or, or not? Yeah, I mean, in, in in theory, I'm still making money off the original version because okay. it's on Congregate. So, I, like in theory, I still get every like about once every three years, uh, Congregate kind of uh, send me an email saying, "Hey, here's your ad revenue right. from that," and it's because it only happens once it ticks up over a certain amount. Okay, uh, so you can go and play the original version of Teal and Orangey on Congregate, or you can, yeah, you, there's uh, this new version which is just generally better in every single. Which way. platforms is it coming to? It's coming for uh, Windows and Mac, and then I have uh, got a top men working on doing console versions. Interesting, interesting. Did you, did you show it me on mobile as well? Or have I just breached some exclusive <laughs> <laughs> Um I might have shown you it on mobile because I have it, because it's Unity, right? So it's run, it runs on everything. Put it on um, yeah. Yeah. You just push a button yeah. and it just, yeah. But the, just... The, 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 the kind of sort of Twitch gameplay is it's the controls aren't okay. ideal for mobile, right. so it's like I used to have it on my phone just to show it to people. Um, it's not coming to mobile in any near kind of time frame okay. uh, is, the it, controls is it coming to right? Vive no. it's Unity you just put it it's not yeah. even coming to Linux unless I can find some Linux guy that will test it for me I think we need a new platform okay and you I think we should invite invent a platform get Unity to support, support like it, yeah. a swimming pool or something okay. like just a big thing that you could your eyes lit, lit up when I said a swimming pool yeah. a game in a swimming pool I, I sorry I, it's just blue sky thinking there's no such thing as bad no, 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 maybe I should have kept it off air we should encourage you How's it been then, stepping out of the shadows of the companies that you mentioned earlier and then going it alone and uh, is th- putting this out there for the first time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, pretty scary at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's basically like a month away from being launched and I've kind of hit the point of going, I, I, I'm not sure whether enough people know about this or not. Um, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. Obviously, like there's lots of advice out there and lots of people chatting about what you should do and what you shouldn't do and that kind of thing. And you, you kind of take a lot of it in and then filter a bunch of it and try your own things a little bit here and there. What, um, um, what, what tricks have you got up your sleeve then, apart from appearing on One Life Left? I um, So binaries will be playable at EGX Resed. Um, in early April um, so if you want to play it before you buy it you can go and play that uh-huh. um, and also I tried to kiss Mike Bithell <laughs> yeah but he wasn't having any of it right he's um, changed isn't he he used to kiss anybody exactly <laughs> he's in a relationship I think it's legit right um, how much how much is it going to be though is it going to be $20 dollars it's <laughs> it is going to it is currently going to be ten dollars, which is about seven pound. Okay, good. Um, if we wanted to follow its progress now, uh, you say the store page is going up soon. The, so it is live on Steam, so you can go and um, wishlist it on Steam. Uh, so if you search Steam for binaries, it is the only game called Binaries on Steam. Or you can go to www.playbinaries.com, or you can follow me at Freakyzoid or at Ant Workshop on Twitter. Great. Well, best of luck with it. I mean, have you got... What are your, what are your expectations? Poor. Are they? Are they? I mean, it's self-published indie games, so uh, my my hopes are reasonable. My uh, real-world expectations are right. that it's... it's um, I'm, I, I suspect I'm still going to be doing the consulting this time next year. Do, do you... Uh, but do you... So you've, you've sort of sidestepped Greenlight... 
Right. No, I went through Greenlight. Oh, did you? I did, right. So it okay. got through Greenlight in three weeks, just before uh, Christmas. Okay, right, gotcha. Which you. actually was, uh, so that was um, quite heartening. Um, right. Because I've, I've known quite a lot of people that have kind of floundered in Greenlight quite a lot. Yeah. But, so to get through um, with like quite a positive, it's really high, brilliant. Um, yes vote ratio in that space of time is, it's one of those things. The problem is I'm too close to it. I don't know whether other people will enjoy it or yeah. not. Like, I've, obviously, you show it to people at shows and people kind of like re- say nice things, but you're stood right next to them. Yeah. They're not going to say anything bad about it. I, um, I, I genuinely really enjoyed uh, what, what I've played when you've shown me the last couple of times I've seen you. Um, yeah, so best luck with it. You, you keep us posted on, on how you get on. I will. I will. I might be bidding. What do you say? It's twenty two pounds. It's the, like that, yeah. the current winning bid. Well, well, so we'll see you back here on launch in launch week. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Thank you. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. It's official. The video game independent newspaper is no longer going to be printed. The bearded Russian owner of the newspaper tried selling all three of their publications in a special pack that he called the Humble Indie Bundle, but there were no takers, so he decided to shut it down instead. Nico Collard, who won a Pulitzer Prize for her article about the activities of the Knights Templar in Paris, said, Listen very carefully. I shall say this only once. It is très upsetting that Le Independent is closing, especially as I think I was close to revealing that a certain policeman was a British spy. It was the one who said, Good morning. So, it's au revoir to the Independent. We'll be sorry to see you go. In this case, no news is bad news. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Brilliant work from Sega Badawi there, back again. And what brilliant work from our listeners this week. Loved it. There was just uh, was a steady stream of letters throughout, throughout the, week. the week. Absolutely perfect. Thank so you good. so much. Um, so, uh, Matt McSherry writes, Dear team and super special guest, it was a pleasure to have my letter bumped <laughs> an episode for just Charles Cecil. Special, what a lovely man. Instead, you were talking about... Uh, sorry, I'm diverting from the, uh, from the letter here. You were talking earlier about um, emails that would sort of not answer to each other. Mm-hmm. No one got back to Charles about his apology for being oh. such a disgrace, did we? And now he's probably going, well, you know, I've sent that apology, but, and they'll, go, they'll come back to us and go, no, that's fine, Charles, but no one did. <laughs> no one did. Uh, which, I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, that's if you all agree that we, we well. could accept his apology. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back to Matt McSherry. He says, um, I have an update for my letter last week. I've made a game, sort of. I found Unity to be a great tool, but more than that, it has great tutorials. I followed one of them and made a rolling ball game. You can download and play it here on Mac OS. Um, he says, it was a waking nightmare to complete. It took building my own project to make me truly appreciate the everyday miracle that is a functioning, polished, enjoyable video game. I opened the Unity project again to add more bits to the level, and when I opened, uh, opened and ran my code again, I got a load of errors that have magically inserted <laughs> themselves into my game. I still look forward to your answer to my questions last week. Uh, good to see me letters, Matt. <laughs> we'll have to come back to them next week. We'll keep uh, that on reserve. Is, well done on making a game, though. It's almost a feature, isn't it? Week by because the letter that we bumped, he was writing and saying, "What tools should we yep. should I use to make video games?" And I think he's chosen a good choice there. Yep. Unity, at the start, might have a, a slightly high learning curve, although there are brilliant tutorials. Uh, but it's worth it in the end because at the end of the day, you can just hit a button and put it on anything. Put it on anything. Put it on anything. Uh, so keep us updated, Matt. Yes. Uh, hey, team in SSG. A good pal of mine is going to be at GDC showing off a new game that he's working on. It's called Candleman, and you have to illuminate your landscape to navigate the world but you have very limited wax uh, my pal's name is Hao Wang Max and he's based in Beijing he'd, uh, he'd love to tell you about the game whilst he's there he's very nice and his English is great uh, then we get Max's email address uh, I wish I was going to GDC too pip pip Edgar. Thanks, Edgar. Thanks, Thank Edgar. We would love to have uh, Max on the show. Yes. Uh, but presumably he's listening to this yep. so if you are listening to this, get in touch. Come and see us. Mm. Yep. All right. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. That's you, Tony. 
This week, my girlfriend got a new phone, writes Robert Wells. She was four mementos away from having everything in Nico Etsume, and now she's starting from scratch. On the plus side, it means I have a chance of beating her for once. There are games out there I know I'll never go back to because of some small glitch ruining my save and not wanting to redo all those hours of hard work. What's the most infuriating loss of progress you've ever had? Pip-pip, says Robert. Guys, any suggestions? I mean, I know what my answer is. Uh, two very recently. One was desktop dungeons when I left my iPad mini on a plane to Finland and lost about 40 or 60 hours there. That was annoying, especially since it had been nagging me to save in the cloud. <laughs> and I hadn't because I was being difficult. Now I do. And the second one was everybody's gone to the rapture, which uh, three hours three hours in, uh, about halfway through the game, which I was, you know, I was enjoying. I uh, saw an observatory on the hill and oh, thought, right. oh, that looks interesting. I'll wander over there <laughs> across this field that took me a couple of minutes to traverse. Got there, triggered the end of the game, and there was no way back. Uh, the only thing I could do was start again. Mine is when Dexter, uh, who um, doesn't have a great deal of patience, was just skipping through the opening of Lego dimensions uh, and he wiped out the first sort of two and a half three hours that we had played not a huge amount of time but we were just about to start the new doctor who <laughs> pack and you couldn't you can't start anything new until you've done the opening right we had to do it again very quickly very angrily sorry daddy he said sorry <laughs> it's not good enough uh, i don't think i've ever been disappointed <laughs> Tony um, I once deleted a lot of serve data on Splinter Cell Conviction I was clearing up space on my old Xbox 360's hard drive and I thought I was deleting the games install and actually I deleted the entire save game as well Awful. Never went back to it. No, that's the problem, isn't it? I'm, uh, I'm the same with the latest Splinter Cell Blacklist I'm having save game problems with that I can't, yeah, I can't get into it again You've got uh, a letter there. Yes. Dave, David Taylor says, Hello team and not the super special guest Ooh. who has Ooh. to leave the room. Wow. This is going to make this awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen two players on 4OD? It's actually pretty good. This shouldn't be surprising, but as it is frequently pointed out, there aren't any decent teleprograms about games. The only ones I can think of are that thing Charlie Brooker done and Video Game Nation. Are there any others? Answer me. <laughs> David. Uh, we like that Ian Lee one, didn't we? Did like that Ian one? Thumb candy. One. Yep. Uh, back in the day, that was good. Uh, Games Game Master Series 5. Of course, of course that was Series 5. Pete, really, <laughs> didn't it, then? Uh, I've not seen two players, though. I, I didn't even realise it was on. I'm just Googling it don't now. We have some, uh, don't we know the people that are making it? Well, I'm Googling it to find out. I think, isn't Dan involved in it? Dan, Dan Mayer. Ma 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 is he? Is he? Well, it says, it says internet superstars Dan and Phil. Ooh. Yeah. Are we okay with this? Because this is yeah, broadcasting, uh, well, isn't it? Exactly. But it's, uh, it's broadcasting, but it's broadcasting on the internet, with your face. Which anybody can do. Yeah, we couldn't do that, could we? And it's we? also not going out live. I mean, we could do Games Master Series 5, five but exactly, apart yeah. from that. Yeah, and it's recorded. It's basically a podcast, but with video, right. isn't it? Um, it's all right. Should we let it go this time? It's all okay. Oh, you know what? It seems to be different people every episode. What? I think that's we could the try that. We could, be we could be three players. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get the URL. Get the dot biz. Lawrence Weir writes the witness. Dot dot dot. Sod it. Uh, hi team and super special guests. That's okay. That's Earth. Yeah yeah Anne. yeah yeah. yeah. I'd write, I know my eyebrows were very, went up. <laughs> they did go up. You were very good last week in uh, censoring yes, about <laughs> things that um, the nicest man had to apologise for. Uh, right, uh, in the last few weeks I've tried to share my experience with The Witness. Initially it was pre-release excitement, wondering what secrets could lurk in the details. The next week which was the Brainiac excitement as I wanted to share how clever it made me feel as I raced through the puzzles. Now I just want to say I'm completely done with it. Completing the final challenge case... I'm not sure I want to hear this because I'm, I'm at that part, okay? So is this spoilers? I, th I think it might be. I could leave the room. Or no. we could just... Basically, he goes on to say that the revelation came when he saw that somebody could do it really quickly. Um, what are your post-game thoughts, he says. Love the show. Lawrence... Not post game yet, so I can't give you those. Any but post game? I will game. be talking. You're going to be talking about the witness later. About the witness later. Interesting. Uh, any post game thoughts? I was actually talking about this yesterday uh, with a friend, and I was saying that I think. Was it Anne? Because Anne came around yesterday. Yeah, I did. I've it wasn't. So you didn't talk to Anne about this? Uh, on your, on your I didn't. Uh, it was one of the. It was a super special guest, though. It was uh, Sarah Brin. <gasps> I, I, was, I was saying how some games I love, like really, really love, like Desktop Dungeons, for example, and put, you know, tens and tens of hours into it probably 60 or 70 hours so far 
but when I'm not playing them, they don't leave any effect at all on me. When my time with desktop dungeons is over, I doubt I will, you know, <laughs> my life will have not changed. Whereas something like Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which I do have very, very mixed feelings about and broke for me while I was playing it, post-game, post that point of stopping playing it, has affected me. I go back and reflect on that. So I think a good a good game, or at least an interesting experience for me, and more uh, the sort of experience I'd like to see more of, are those games that leave you with something after playing them, that do leave you with a post-game feeling. Now, the fact that The Witness may have left you with a sort of, like, slightly annoyed post-game thought, maybe that's good. It's better than feeling nothing, right? Yes, yeah. Is it? Is a bad feeling better than nothing? Mm. Uh, I, I think uh, I was talking about that with Bryn as well. And I think that yes, it, it possibly is in some circumstances. Good, uh, dear team in SSG. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on quickly. I don't really like feelings. <laughs> no. Uh, it's it was Valentine's Day this weekend. Ah, all those smushy feelings got me wondering: Are there any game characters you've ever felt close to emotionally? If so, who, what was it, and why? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Love and kisses, Chris. I hate emotions. Mm, game characters I've felt close to. Oh, yes. Uh, I was just looking at this the other day. Um, the two characters in Rain, uh, I just felt so sad. I feel very affectionate towards the frog in Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> I've been working in lovely market so early. <laughs> I've been working there since my mama was a baby. <laughs> Steve, you continue to change, don't you? Look at it. I mean, goodness knows where you're going to be next year. <laughs> Tony, you got anything to add? You... Um, uh, no, um, no, I'm going to plead the fifth on game okay. characters that I felt um, emotional about. Uh, Steve, I think you've got last letter. Uh, last letter from friend of the show, Jamie Firth. Hi, team, and probably super special guest. I'm hearing nothing but VR this and VR that right now. Frankly, it's confusing as some say it's the next big thing, and others say it's all load of old nonsense. Just before I embark on any projects with VR features, can you please give me the capital letters right answer on whether it's going to work out or not? Does VR have the one life left approval as yet? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I think... <laughs> so he said add in VR features. I think that's the right way to do it. I think okay. if you made a game that is entirely VR, that is a lot of eggs in a very small basket. Mm, I agree with Tony. I think it's fun. Oh, standoff. I think it's I think it's super fun. I think we'll think we'll enjoy it for a while. Is it the future? Not sure. Don't okay. know. But I love Vive. So it send... is the year of VR, though. Can we get one? We have a Vive that. kit. That's what I want. One life left. Um, Gabe Newell gave them away at a conference. Yeah, thanks. We weren't there. Yeah, we weren't there. But let's get to another conference. We are going to another conference. Great. Well, then let's get one there. That's what we should do. You know how we went to the lectures yeah. where we thought there were Android phones? Yeah. Let's go to all, all of the, the Vive. Vive. Gotcha. Well, this is how things. we became sponsored by BlackBerry Playbook, Pro- Playbook exactly. Professionals. And that worked out for them. Exactly. Yeah. I'm and sure that... Valve will want to get on that yeah. track. That man no longer works. There, <laughs> so maybe it works at Val. Happy story all round. <laughs> all right, uh, thank you so much for your yes. letters. If you want to write in, please write in. Write into team at onelifeleft.com. Time for John Life Left. Hello, John here with John Life Left. As always, I'm trying to learn ethical lessons from the world of video games. This week, I'm going to take a leaf out of the book of the games manufacturers themselves, and I'm going to work with the objectivist notion that everything has a cost, and that cost needs to be paid. So, in a word, microtransactions. Why should game studios have all the fun defining value? So, if you'd like to hear how my ethical experiment with microtransactions goes, please wire 15 pence to my PayPal account. You can get in touch with the show for details. Or you can pay 3 99 and you will get everything for free for the rest of the time. So you've paid 3 99 obviously. And now, I think I just wait for the money to roll in. Ethics. According to my handwritten notes, this is <laughs> Sion Cadeniels without any fuss. I'm going to look that up okay. now to see okay. who it actually is. Uh, while I do that, any other business? AOB, or should we talk about the B that we were going to talk about right now? What, the M? 
Oh yeah, the M <laughs> and the S. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. We should do. Go on and then. The G- um, so we are going to talk about GDC now. Go. <laughs> it's not long, is it? It's not it's long until really GDC. Not long. Yeah. It's worrying. How are your appointments? Uh, haven't got. Have you got any? I'm filling up. Yeah. Filling up. Uh, very much looking forward to it, though. Uh, it should be a fun time. It's going to be a great time. Uh, so once we've got our uh, stuff set up, we are going to be inviting people to add themselves to our list to come on the show. We will be doing shows on Monday evening, special invitation only. And then uh, Tuesday to Thursday on the showroom floor in that place where we always do it. And we'll by tell the, you closer to the by time. By the escalators. You will see us. Who can remember which Mosconia it is, but it's one of them. <laughs> it's one um, of them and we'll, yeah, we'll give you more details of that closer to the time if you are coming on. But it's going to be super exciting. It's going to be great to see everyone there. And of course, we're doing Marioki. On the Thursday night, we're doing Marioki. Now that is a complete sellout right could, now. Could have sold it twice over. Uh, so far, we could have sold it probably more than that. We're, we're uh, 120 people on the wait list and there's a long time to go we're going to do everything we can to get people through the door we know that a lot of people will turn up and they will leave as well <laughs> because <laughs> because oh, this isn't what I expected yeah. we've been to one of our events exactly, before yeah. uh, but we know we know from last year that uh, you know people have to go to other parties and some people don't stay out as late as others and stuff so uh, we will be selling some tickets on the door as well and we will give everyone on the wait list details of how to get how to uh, make give yourself the biggest chance of getting in uh, later in the week so please sign up the waitlist if you are interested if you're going to be there we would love to see you there it's going to be exciting isn't it looking forward to it super, super I'm really excited. excited to go and already be a sellout <laughs> we've been trying you, to do that for 10 years yeah, usually, so. ha- usually it's by the time we get there that we start being sellouts and selling ourselves out to Blackberry Playbooks and literally oh, anybody that will have us mm. but this is before we even get on the plane total sellouts uh, other mariachi news we've got Marioki this Friday. This Friday. At loading. You won't be there. No. Nope. Uh, but you will be. Well, but yeah, yes, me and Steve. Yes. Uh, Lads on tour. <laughs> Lads on tour. Yeah. Uh, Friday Marioki at loading bar. Uh, it will be our last gig in London. We'll have a round of... Steve and I leave with our suitcases. Oh. We like the Japanese. That will be it. applauds the overseas travellers. We're not doing a gig in March. Nope. So you, if you don't come this Friday, you will have to wait until April to see us. And that's ages so away. So long away. Everything will be different by April. Exactly. So if I were you, I'd show up to loading. Sorry. On Friday. Okay. Uh, letters? No, the other one. Reviews. What have you been playing, Scanters? Uh, me? Well, number one, I uh, I played earlier. I saw a little news story about the FBI made uh, a video game. It was really boring and terrible. Um, they're trying to stop people uh, becoming extremists through a video game. It didn't work. What, so you are an extremist? Yeah, <laughs> because I played that video game and it didn't convince me otherwise. Right, wow. So it's not okay, really my fault, fair is enough. it? What happens next is on them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and the other things I've been playing, uh, we finished... Portal 2 mm-hmm. got to the end of that and oh my goodness that game is I really really love it I just think that the humour I think that the there's just something so great about the script um, I think the gameplay is brilliant I love it I love it I love it uh, and we've been playing it for quite a long time and then we moved on with Simon's help because uh, you gave us an extra uh, PS3 controller I didn't give it to you, <laughs> you <laughs> let's be clear about that you haven't got it that back and, yet have that you? and the charger remember oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, we then started started playing uh, Portal 2 co-op and that mm. has been great I've never played like that before I don't as I said I don't like being competitive I don't like playing next to people I really just don't like having people around um, but we've been playing this together and it's really really fun again I just think that the uh, game mechanic is so good it feels really really rewarding um, I was a little circle one which was a lot of fun uh, yeah I just think it's a great game I think uh, yeah, the thing that sticks out for me the most is the uh, scripting, which I think is slick and funny. I will give that game 7 out of 10. Okay, Simon? Well, uh, as a quick review uh, recap, um, Alto's Adventure came out on Android. I thought oh, yeah. it was ter- boring, yes, awful. That's Why do people said. like it? Well, I don't know. I just think it's so average. Is yeah. this a skiing thing? Yeah. yeah. yeah and everyone's like, oh, Sorry, you, you thought it was boring as well? Yep. Yeah, totally. okay, right, good. Tony? Uh, you can ride on llamas, right? Okay. That's that one, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, boy. Uh, but the game I have been enjoying the most, uh, on also on Android, uh, came out this week, is um, Circa Infinity. 
What's that? Well, thanks for asking, Anne. Otherwise, we would have been here a while, wouldn't we? <laughs> Running the, the, the clock is ticking. Um, it's it's a game that's been out on PC for a while. Uh, it is. Um, it's really hard. Um, I guess you'd call it a platformer set within um, concentric circles. Um, if that's the right word for them. Basically, uh, you need to journey to the centre of a level by going into circles. You go into a circle by jumping into... Basically, flip. You land on its outside, and then you ju- dive into it. At which point, you you go. You you you're on the inside. Yeah. You have to leap up to the outside of a circle, which is inside that circle. It expands and moves on. Very Ooh. very stylish. Black, white, and red. Um, oh wait, I know the answer to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's got a really. Astonishing! It's got a brilliant soundtrack. Um, it's incredibly difficult. Um, every so there are enemies that appear on the inside and the outside of the circles. Some of them, some of which traverse between the two. And if you get touched, so if you touch one of them, uh, you move back out a layer. Um, and so it, <laughs> you can get really, really close to the end of the level. You can see that and just hit one, boom, back out, back out. Um, but uh, and of course, because you're rotating around, left isn't always. You know, you're going right, sort of cl- it's basically clockwise and anti-clockwise. Forget which way you are. Um, yeah, it's a it's super tricky game, super stylish. Um, it will give you a sort of a headache, but it's a, it's a treat on the ears. Uh, really enjoyed it. It's, it feels more at home on the mobile than it does on, on PC, I think. Uh, seven out of ten. Excellent, Tony. I have. I can I review two things? Of course. I, uh, so I have been playing Firewatch. I finished Firewatch. Okay. A spoiler-free no review. Spoiler-free re- review. Um, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it will convert anyone to if you don't like walking simu- so-called walking, walking simulators. Sims. If you like them, you will like it. Yes. If you don't like, <laughs> if you don't like them, I don't think it will convert you. Uh, I found it really interesting. I have to be careful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I liked it. I think it was worth the money. Okay. I would probably I played it on PlayStation, uh, so I didn't have the option of buying my photos, but I probably would have done if that was there. How long did it take you to finish? I don't know, maybe about four sessions of about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. I mean it is pretty short. Alright, cool. Um and the second thing is uh Helldivers. Right. Which I played, um, so it's free. It's free on PlayStation Plus this it is. month, and I played the tutorial of it by myself and thought it was awful, like really badly paced tutorial. It the whole backstory is just stolen from Stashit Trueher's. Um, it's got this whole thing where it like it thinks that computers are telling you like, oh, you have a fifty percent chance of surviving. This bit is like it thinks that that's a good joke. Um, and it goes on Sounds forever good. yeah it goes on forever and it's like so I really didn't get into it and then at work um, I, uh, some of the people that I share an office with we started playing it multiplayer like local multiplayer and it just absolutely shines in that regard like it's just so much fun um, the main thing that it does is that you've got friendly fire so you've got to be really careful about just not shooting each other um, and also when it, like whenever you have power ups and stuff they drop down from the like from the sky so you've got to like if you want some extra ammo or something like that you throw it out and then it drops down and that can kill people so you've got to like really be careful of what's going on but it's cool so uh, yeah Helldivers really good for that uh, and I didn't give uh, yeah, Firewatch score, a score scores for yeah. both please uh, 7 out of 10 for uh, Firewatch okay. and uh, Helldivers probably 7 out of 10 noted Steve so I've been playing The Witness okay Mm. He just sat up. Uh, (laughs) I almost feel you should have turned the music off. Uh, Big thanks to Sony for coming through with a press code. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. They gave me a press code to the witness and I sent them a photo of my cats in return. (laughs) Is that how it works? Yeah, apparently. Wow, I wonder what I'll get for my two cats. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Firewatch. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a shot. So, um, I was really excited to play this. Uh, I had few expectations and had gone to some lengths to avoid spoiling it for myself. The reason I was excited to play it was partially because, as listeners to One Life Life will know, I'm not playing games that involve shooting this year. I'm trying to avoid that. And uh, there aren't that many of those. Uh, This is certainly a big release that doesn't involve shooting. I had few expectations. All of those expectations that I did have have been um, have been met okay (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. Yeah, well, you know. Cautious about yeah, well, this. You, you know what's happened. Mm? In the past. In the past. In the past. You've got to be careful. You've got to be because careful. Because we know Jonathan listens to the show. Yep. And we know that Jonathan. And this has caused an incident in the past, hasn't it? An incident. <laughs> it's all fine now. Do you know? It's, it's fine. I, I, totally. We had a great drink at uh, GDC a couple of years ago, it's me and totally uh, fine. J Blow. Jobbles. J. J Blow. <laughs> With that in mind, he, he listens to the show, Tony. He listens to the show. We didn't. We, we don't expect anybody to listen, listen to, to the show. Imagine <laughs> our surprise when. Uh, and, and I should say, I like Braid. I always have liked Braid. <laughs> well, you know, I think I was tired at the time. <laughs> I was very tired. Very tired. Uh, but the truth is, um, I, I, love the witness. Good, me too. <laughs> we all do, <laughs> don't we? Um, I've not played a video game like The Witness for a very long time, if ever. Um, it feels finished in a way that few things are. It feels robust technically, um, it feels solid. It feels like one person's creation, which it is, really. I know a lot of people have worked on it with, uh, with John, but it feels like the work of one man. And... So that really benefits from that. I was saying to um, Sarah uh, yesterday when I was talking about this with her, and I've wanted to talk about this game with everybody uh, who has either played it or even those who haven't, um, that even if you do not like the core mechanic in The Witness, which is you know a maze-based puzzle thing, even if you do not like that, I think it's very hard to deny it is a perfect game for what it wants to be. It seems to achieve everything. Um, everything that John has set out to achieve. Uh, I've just got to start the music again. One second. There we go. It's seamless. I don't think you need to <laughs> mention that. You need Thanks. to mention that. Um, the thing that really struck me about the witness is that every object in the world, the 3D environment that you're moving around this island, seems to matter, and that changes everything. While most video game environments, for example, everybody's gone to the Rapture, are beautiful and they seem like little paintings. Here, everything seems to have some significance, and that changes everything. You end up looking at every object and thinking, is this a uh, solution to the puzzle that I'm working on? And if not, does it just mean something? Has, why is that rock there? Why is that tree there? Why are those branches in that shape? Why is that thing on those branches? Um, I, I've, I've genuinely loved it. I've been thinking of it outside the game, and it will affect me once I've finished, I think. I'm very, very close to the end, although not the full completion because it is huge. I have so much to say about this uh, and I only have two minutes of the show left so I'm going to stop now. But I would not have regretted spending uh, £30 on it if I had done that um, because it's a significant video game and I would encourage everyone uh, to play it, I think. 7 out of 10. It's like 80 hours long, isn't it? I'm... Um, I'm... I, I would guess I'm about 20 hours in, although one of the things that struck me about the game is that so I've, I, on a couple of occasions, I've been playing on my Vita uh, with remote play, oh, right. wow. um, because you can do that, you know, like it's it's not a super fast-paced game. On a couple of occasions, I've been looking at, like, puzzles and not been moving and just looking at the puzzles for two hours or so, just trying to solve them, and knowing that this is my fault. I have not come across a single poorly designed puzzle in the experience so far. And every single solution that has taken me that long, at the end I've ended up blaming myself and, and you know, perhaps cursing the creator. Which may be his point. There's, you know, a lot of layers of meaning in there. I'm sure that people will be puzzling over for years. I've, I've genuinely loved it. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it, definitely. Yeah. Are you, are you going to buy some photos of Jonathan Blow? I would love uh, to. <laughs> to pay him back since you've not bought a copy. I will, uh, I will um, take a disposable camera exactly. to GDC yeah. and be just following yeah. him around, exactly. taking pictures of him. Um, but yeah, hopefully my, my, my praise of it now goes some way to, <laughs> to paying off the £30 I did not spend on the game. Tony, thank you so much for coming down, travelling all this way. Thanks for having me. Um, best of luck in the final stages of development. Um, we'll, we'll stay in touch, obviously. Yes. Uh, we might see you back if you bid. Um, if you want to outbid <laughs> Tony, uh, if you didn't like him being on the show, you want to stop him <laughs> from being back on. It's going to cost you money. Uh, please bid uh, for hours and all the other programmes on Resonance fundraising, fundraising page, uh, which is linked to from the Resonance FM website. Uh, Steve and I will see you Friday. Yes, I'll see you will. just around. See you around. Mm, yes. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Oh, and also, please make sure you keep in touch with One Life Left. We have so much. We've yeah. enjoyed your letters so much. Have done, yeah, so absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but no spoilers yeah. for the winners. Yeah. All right. See you. See you. Bye. See you bye. bye. <laughs>
This program has been brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you liked what you heard and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm.